0: Welcome to episode 19 of the Prevention Leaders Podcast. I'm your host, Dave Clausen. So honored to have you with us today. Today, I'm talking with Aubrey Adams, who is a former Colorado mom and a mom for kids in recovery. Aubrey is a, a driven prevention champion and one doggone inspiring woman. And On this episode, she shares her story of being a former Colorado mom and her global community with everybrainmatters.org. They are a community of support, advocacy, and of science. And together, they're fostering a cultural change with the widespread use of their logo, their community, and all of that really works to symbolize both freedom from marijuana and optimal brain and environmental health. When you look at it, the public has been deceived and misled regarding marijuana products and their effects, which has led to an outright public health crisis. Many groups are fighting back to stem the flow of those damages from the high potency marijuana and those new delivery systems, which is difficult, costly, and time consuming. Regardless, this long-term uphill endeavor is worth our sustained effort. Stronger Together. And they like to share that just like if we face a bear in the woods, we stand side by side, we get bigger, we get louder together to survive. No matter what decisions are made or how much the drug culture expands, we will keep on keeping on. Because wholeheartedly, we all know that every brain matters. So I invite you to sit back, and enjoy this lesson where Aubrey really shares her own personal story, some very powerful, vulnerable moments, and some very inspiring moments about the great work that they are doing and ways that you can get involved and become a part of their wonderful community. So, here we go. All right, podcast listeners. I know I was teasing y'all on social media about this upcoming podcast episode and the time has come. I have with me Aubrey Adams. Aubrey, welcome to the podcast. Thank
1: you, glad to be here, thanks
0: for having me. Yeah, I've been looking forward to this since August and let's just share a little bit for the listeners how our paths actually crossed, uh, how we got connected. So, listeners, y'all, you remember when I was at the Drug-Free America's 9th Annual Summit back in August? Well, in the front row of my Culture is the Strategy session sat this very remarkable individual, Aubrey, who, through some of the conversations we were having, stood out as a real leader, a real champion, and a force to be reckoned with uh aubrey any any thoughts on that story
1: well that just makes me blush actually (laughs) yes i i remember being in your presentation being very motivated and like it just like was stress-free and then you provided such a great connection um that i was even being more vulnerable than i normally am and sharing like some issues that I that I have in the prevention community. Um, so I really enjoyed your presentation. I got a lot out of it.
0: Uh, well, thank you. Thank you. That makes my my heart happy. I wanted the presentation to, to feel like a conversation. And little tidbit for those that didn't attend this, the session, one of the bits was about culture being the strategy, building a safe environment a safe culture for your prevention team to where folks are comfortable being vulnerable and in a room full of about 50 or so total strangers we did just that and had a great conversation uh but y'all i connected with aubrey on social media afterwards and just you know one of those days on my lunch break scrolling through my feed and i see her sharing about their podcast and i jumped right on that and say hey let's get connected i want to know more that's what's brought us here today all right one more thing i got to share because it it caught my eye when we were emailing to schedule this podcast session your email signature jumped right out at me like it was something that i i won't forget it says former Colorado mom and mom for kids in recovery. You got to tell me, tell me about that. Cause there's, there, there's something behind that. There's a story there. And I, I can't wait to hear it.
1: Yeah. Well, thanks for giving me the opportunity to share my story and it is true. I am a former Colorado mom. I left Colorado due to the harms marijuana caused my family and my community. I literally, found refuge in Texas. Um, In a recovery community here in Texas, that's been a remarkable experience, not just for my loved one who was experiencing the disease of addiction and the harms of marijuana use, but it's been um, a remarkable experience for me because I learned to work my own recovery program. And then I have a younger son who doesn't have a substance use disorder Um, who attends a recovery high school and is a hundred percent connected to this community and um, is a winner in this community. So Dave, that's what I loved about your presentation about culture and community, because that's what I'm interested in. And that's what it takes um, to support prevention efforts and recovery efforts. So I did leave Colorado, and then now with this um, recovery community that I'm part of, we um, there's some families um, under the discretion of the professionals and between the, an agreement between the different families. Sometimes I host teens or young adults that are in recovery in my own home. Um, sometimes they're just coming straight out of inpatient treatment. Sometimes they're not following the rules of their house. Sometimes their home environments just not conducive to support them with a, a healthy environment, and they they come here. So there's certain criteria we have in our home, um, being a drug-free home. Um, we are considered a winning family, and when I say family, it's just my younger son and I living here. Um, but we are very engaged in the recovery process, and um, and happy to. Um, it's not grueling and just sharing emotions and, and digging deep to what what we need to improve on. Um, it's about having fun. And it's they call it an enthusiastic recovery community too. So it's a parent-driven recovery community and it's an enthusiastic recovery community. And I truly wholeheartedly believe this model should be implemented in, in every community in the nation across the world. I try to encourage people to come here and study it and I wish I could find funding for a documentary here um, um, to show how this dynamic system works and how, how we literally work together. It's not just a professional in charge or it's not just a parent in charge. It's not, it's it, it is not just the kid in charge. It's like we literally are one big happy family um, and having a good time together. And we're crying together, we're supporting each other. And we're we're getting healthier. We're healing together as we all understand each other. And that's another thing I really loved about your presentation, Dave. And I I tend to keep talking about this issue, but uh, we have provided a safe place where we can be honest and vulnerable here and um, work on ourselves. And it's really hard to look at our own selves and be honest with our own selves about our own behaviors and how we may or may not be contributing to a loved one's self-destructive behavior. So I, I really enjoyed that presentation. And so that that's where I'm at, that's what I do.
0: You create cultures intentionally those, you are very intentional about the, the environment, the cultures that you're creating within your own home, within your community. Uh, I, I love it. Uh, I wanna just hit real quick on Recovery High School some of my listeners might not be familiar with that. Can you give us sort of a, a thirty thousand foot overview of what that means? what that entails? So
1: a recovery high school um, at first, I thought it was just for teens that had substance use disorders, but it's um it's a recovery high school for people that have been through trauma or drug abuse or or anything that for for teens that have self-destructive behaviors. Maybe sometimes they might have an eating disorder or a combination of of harmful behaviors. Um, um my younger son attends there and they welcomed him with open arms because he has um a diagnosis of PTSD and depression um because of what he experienced with his loved ones, um, dealing with their behaviors from the effects of their drug use. Um, So he he fit into this this high school very well. This was a good fit for our family. Um, And he asked to go there. So the key point, like, there's this stigma out there that you shouldn't send your kids to hang around other kids that have a drug problem. They're going to, you know, like they're going to teach them more. And I get that. There, there is some of that. But, but when you go to a high school like Archway Academy or you're part of a community that gets it, um, I'm happy to send my kid to a high school full of other kids that have addiction problems because that environment teaches him honesty, first of all. Self-respect and respect to the people and the environment around him, and that it's okay that he has these emotions, that he doesn't necessarily sometimes know how to deal with, and they provide the tools and the support to teach him how to deal with that, those emotions. So it's teaching him how to take care of himself. That's pretty much what it is in general. It's a self-care program that I wish we all had. Um, when a family is, is is faced with the disease of addiction, and my older son has the disease of addiction, academics, sports, all that doesn't take a priority. Self-care takes a priority. And it took me a long time to realize that, but I really want, and I'm really appreciative of having the tools, not just for myself, but for my kids, that if they're heartened if something's not going right, it doesn't need to be the end of the world with a self-destructive behavior. There's other tools that, that they can learn and they can use to get through those troubled times because those troubled times are, are going to keep happening throughout their life, whether drugs are involved or not. So very, very grateful to be part of this. And I learned about Archway Academy through a document. Um, a, 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 well, yeah, I guess it was a documentary called Generation Found. And for me, the policies around our nation, and, and you know, unfortunately in some parts of the world, are policies that are promoting generation lost. It's literally sacrificing our children on this uh, drug promotion altar. And it's so nice to be part of a community that puts our kids first. Um, I came from a community that put marijuana first, that embraced it, that celebrated it, that promoted it, that the education system wanted it because they wanted the marijuana money, the health department, you know, that they had funding from marijuana money. And I come here to this community and I go to like a fundraiser for their school and I see drugs are no no part of this. Like they embrace their kids here in Houston. They embrace their kids at Archway Academy and they're happy to come together to to raise them up and not not lower their bottom. They you know and that's what was happening in my community in Pueblo, Colorado. The policies were lowering the bottom. And in Houston, part of this recovery community were raising their bottom.
0: Brings me joy and hope to to hear that the what a mainstream piece self care and resilient and life skills are within that high school that that is wonderful those are those are skills and a mindset we all can learn and grow from as well that thank you for that and thank you for continuing to be vulnerable and share about your family your personal story we can we can hear the the strength and the passion and the fire in your voice so thank you um i kind of i want to unpack the other the model that you talked about the i want to know more about what does it mean to be a recovery mom what does that model look like
1: so that means that i'm working my own recovery program that i'm focused on myself And Uh not the part I play in in Uh all of this, and that I work on my codependency, and I work on um, getting out of denial. And the tools I use to do that are the twelve steps, working with my sponsor, attending meetings to Uh to open my blind spots, and open my uh, be mindful of my codependency and my controlling behaviors that can. Um, deter people from learning on their own, deter other people uh, thinking that I can go in and I can fix it for them. It's, it's not going to help them. It's not, it's getting in the way of their progress. So that's, that's what it means. It means that I hold the youth accountable in my home. I set the rules and the standards when they come into my home and I work with other families. if We're seeing something, how we can Love and support those people more um, through the process. Um,
0: mm-hmm. Yeah. And you mentioned opening your home to youth that are in their recovery journey. How how can other families go about doing that?
1: Well, I don't think you you know you can generally just do it on your own. I wouldn't
0: advise mm-hmm. that. Um.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um I learned about Host Homes, my son, my older son who has a disease of addiction. After his fourth hospitalization, I knew I wasn't going to bring him back to Pueblo Colorado. And I had found out about Houston. And he came to Houston and he lived with Host families for two years. So that's how I got to know the hosting process, because I got to know Mm -hmm. Host families. I had a relationship with them and we Mm -hmm. worked as a team um, to help my son. And Mm -hmm. to help us. So I think you need to be part of a community guided Mm -hmm. by professionals Mm -hmm. and understand really the principles of recovery Mm -hmm. and not be into the, you know, kind of love them to death model. You know, we all have compassion, but we have to have boundaries and we need to know what our boundaries are in our home. And sometimes those boundaries are different for everybody. So becoming a host family for kids in recovery means you need to be part of a community that understands and work with the professionals that, that understand. So, so you have support around you. Like, I don't think you could just jump in and do it. Mm -hmm. I I guess some people do, but um, there's no way I would do this on my own. Like I, I'm not on my own when I have these teens in my home. I have, I have like 20 other families I can call. I have professionals I can call. Um, I, you know, and, and, and I go to meetings every week and discuss. We have open, open forum meetings with the other families about what we're seeing, what, what can we change, what can we do um, um, to support the environment of growth and self-care.
0: I don't know if you remember my tagline from the session, but podcast listeners probably know what's coming. Prevention is better together, and together we are stronger. Amen. I love it. I mean, you are living that together is better approach to your life and your community building. I think that's one of the reasons we just clicked. And I'm curious, and I'm sure you've got an answer. You mentioned for families that would want to be be interested in being a host family or really getting involved, to join some meetings, to join a community, what, what or where or how could they go about finding a community or meetings to get involved with?
1: Well, Houston is like ground zero for the youth recovery movement. And I don't think people are aware of it. So first of all, people could help me bring awareness mm. to this model. Um, mm-hmm. I would love to find funding for a documentary um, and guide that to be like a producer with it to guide the film crew um, and and uh, how this works. I think mm-hmm. that would be a big step in the right direction to show how dynamic this system is mm-hmm. um, I am, I've invited people and I've even brought a young lady that um, from Colorado who's my good friend to this this community before. Um, I've gotten in front of a judge and advocated for her like, okay, she's in trouble with the law, but she needs treatment. So we're going to bring her to Houston to be part of this, um, this recovery community. And the, the judge was fine with it. You know, she was on probation and everything, but they let us take her out of state. So, so to, to figure out how to raise awareness, come visit this community help me raise funds to get a documentary. So other communities can, can figure this out if you're a writer or a journalist or something like that, that you can connect us with. Um, I'm, I'm going to be part of this community for another year. And then I'm awakening the program and moving on. I'm almost done with my steps. So I would really love to get something together soon um, about this. So yeah, come visit us. Come talk to us. Um, I would recommend, you know, it's it's a not. It's not a nonprofit. It's private. They don't take insurance, or anything like that. But every model can be a little bit different. I, I do know Denver, Colorado has um, a recovery high school that they um, and they looked at um, with the Archway Academy. They modeled it off of. But these these uh, recovery communities are called APGs or Alternative Peer Groups. I think there's five or six different ones in Houston. But I think ours, um, it's the cornerstone recovery community. I think we're the only ones with host families that work in in that regard. So it takes a special professionals and certain families engaged in this process to make Mm -hmm. it safe and and working. We gotta be careful Mm -hmm. with that. So yeah, helping Mm -hmm. raise money to bring awareness.
0: And you said, you offered up the invitation for folks to come talk to you. Uh, don't you host virtual sort of Q&A sessions that folks could join? Did I catch that yeah. online? Yeah, tell yes. me more about that. Yeah,
1: so Every Brain Matters has support and recovery um, groups. So there two of the, the um, uh, counselors from our Cornerstone Recovery Community host a meeting called Climbers every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Central. And you can get that information on everybrainmatters.org. You go to the meeting section and it's called Climbers. Um, Joe Parker leads those meetings. He's the one counselor that I have learned the most with from and I have worked with for many, many years. And he gives a lot of guidance and there's a lot of positive peer support. It's it's a crosstalk meeting, so it's not like an Al-Anon or Marinon meeting. And then every Monday we do have an open forum meeting with Bart Bright and me. Um, Bart Bright understands the effects of marijuana. Um, I, I don't tend to share a lot of my personal story anymore because my son, my young, my older son's an adult now, but Bart um, unfortunately lost a son um, due to the effects of cannabis-induced psychosis. And so his son died by suicide. And Bart has a very strong foundation of recovery. So him and I do these open forum meetings every Monday at 5 p.m. Central. And it's called um, Not Just Pot Anymore, a Q&A with Bart and Aubrey. Um, and you can find that on everybrainmatters.org. And then we've taken the rings and the people that started Marinon, um, So it's uh, for families with, uh, that have loved ones um, with marijuana use disorder. Um, we have Maranon meetings that we have like three to four meetings a week and we are growing very fast. We are going to be adding meetings more and Bart leads meetings and I lead meetings and we want everybody to know they're not alone, that we, we are here. We, we understand that marijuana is not a soft drug anymore. We understand that it's not a less harmful drug. We understand that the effects are life-changing and deadly, and we want to give support and guidance and resources to know that recovery is possible, despite all the misinformation out there, despite all the propaganda out there from the industry. We're, we're here. We understand, and, and we're it's not just Bart and Aubrey. We have a whole network of people that understand, and we are growing, like, I can tell you our meeting last night, we had a young man sign on who figured out that marijuana was the cause of his psychosis. And he had a full-fledged psychotic break, climbing an electrical pole, got electrocuted. His left hand is amputated and part of his feet are amputated. And he figured out once he got off marijuana, he got better. He wasn't homeless anymore. His brain started healing and recovering. And he joined the meeting last night. And he gave a lot of hope um, to the families that have loved ones that are in active cannabis-induced psychosis. And so it was an incredible meeting. And so we're here and we want you to know that um, we know it's a nightmare, we we understand that, but we're here, you're not alone, so join us.
0: Oh my goodness, yes. Like I, I don't even know how to follow it up with, I just, wow, powerful, powerful stories. And folks, I'll put a link to the Every Brain Matters website where you can get involved at any of those meetings and and get engaged. And before we start talking about the the podcast, uh, I think I remember you offline mentioning that folks can really get involved for as little as like two bucks a month to really help you all on your mission. Is that, did I hear that correct? Yeah. So,
1: so you know, a lot of people, there's not a ton of funding in drug prevention, right? There's not a ton of funding in drug education. Mm-hmm. So I was mm-hmm. trying to think of a way to make it really, really easy and sustainable because we have big plans. Like we really want to provide a lot of great education. We're grassroots and we're connected with wonderful organizations like Drug Free America. And, and and you know, they know who we are. We know who they are. And we want to just build this community up of drug prevention and recovery. So we decided to go on Patreon and for as little as $2 a month, you can help sustain our efforts. It's a monthly donation of just $2. And of course we have other levels, $5, $9, $29, $50. And I think we even have a $99. But if we can get that sustainable monthly contribution, if we have thousands of people, just give us $2 a month, then we can start doing big stuff like putting billboards across America about the true impacts of marijuana and how, how this isn't a safe drug and, and that people need to be well-informed. Regardless of the policies in your community, we want to inform you so you understand that taking a hit off a of marijuana vape or a dab can change you forever and can have life, life, lifelong consequences to you and your family. So join us on Patreon. You can go to everybrainmatters.org, hit the um, uh, pod, uh, I'm sorry, join tab at the top, and it'll walk you through about our community, about which part you want to join. In, and there's a link to Patreon there.
0: All right. I'm looking at it right now. It's as simple as three steps, y'all. So look for that link in the show notes. And last but not least, this wonderful podcast that caught my eye when I was scrolling social media. Uh, Listeners, you got to go check it out. So, Aubrey, tell us about your podcast.
1: Well, we're we're trying to get out the world word out of the truth and. On social media, the algorithms aren't necessarily in our favor. I've been making videos for many years, educating people on marijuana, and they don't necessarily get shown or we can't necessarily promote them. So we decided to do a podcast and give a voice to the families um, and provide clear education about what's happening. So our podcast is called It's Just Pot, What's the Problem? Every Brain Matters. And this podcast gives a voice to the families. We are going to be featuring a lot of um, inspiring people, um, a lot of educators and experts in um, the field of uh, drug prevention and recovery. So we feel like the industry and the pop promoters have a stronghold on um, social media and just the general media. And we want our voices out there. We we want to educate the truth and and warn people and let them know that, you know, marijuana isn't this harmless herb, like they say. It has lifelong consequences. So look for us on all the major podcast platforms. Our first series on our podcast is about CHS, cannabinoid hyperemesis syndrome, which is uh, poisoning of the body from marijuana use. So it's a very important issue to understand. And then our next series will be on marijuana impaired driving, where um, Corrine Gasper is the host, who's my colleague. And she has uh, a website called um, jennifersmessengers.org to honor her daughter and all the people that we've lost due to marijuana impaired driving. So check them out. They have a really great... um, promos to win a the beautiful pumpkin with a donation and she has a a Jennifer's messengers car kit to raise awareness of marijuana
0: and paired driving. Absolutely. And you've got what four episodes up right now and looking at the titles of them, they they are they guaranteed they're filled with wonderful information. Just just great, great content. So yes, I'll put the link for that in the show notes as well as your social media links, links to the website so folks can join up and get involved and start getting y'all's newsletter.
1: We have a campaign called um, it's a trick, not a treat for Halloween where Mm -hmm. we're raising awareness to THC poisoning in children. So um, visit our hashtag, it's a trick, not a treat. And I also wanted to mention Coming out of treatment, um, I think it's really important for families to know there needs to be a continuum of care of, and support. And that's what I found in Houston, Texas. So even if you have a loved one that is chronically relapsing or slipping or whatever label we want to put on it or however, even if they just get a few months of sobriety, that's, that's an achievement and, it, and it, it helps. It really helps. So this is an endurance that families need to get on board and really start working their own programs, despite what the behaviors are of their loved ones. So, tell I just want to encourage families, regardless of the time frame of the the sobriety period, um, keep going. Don't ever give up.
0: Absolutely, persevere. I like it. I'll tell you what I'm gonna be. Sharing your message, your campaigns, every chance I get.
1: Thanks, Dave. I really appreciate it. Thank yeah. you so much.
0: A wonderful. Lot. We're all in this together, all have the same mission. But before we close out this episode, uh totally going to put you on the spot. But what would be one If you're going to remember one thing from this episode, remember this, or one final thought to send the listeners away with, what would it be?
1: My message would be to all the listeners um, of this podcast is that every brain matters and that marijuana is a hard, dangerous drug and it is addictive, and it can cause psychosis, it can cause permanent mental disabilities, and what's happening in our country now with the promotion, the normalization, and the commercialization of marijuana is not a solution at all. It's a nightmare, and I don't want to get emotional, but uh, we need you. We need your help um, because we're losing a lot of kids. We just don't have an opioid epidemic. We have an addiction crisis and mental health crisis. And marijuana is a driving factor with this, with suicides. And we've we've all lived this nightmare. So please join us at everybrainmatters.org and help sustain us. um, Join our advocacy group. Um and know that what you're hearing on the news from our elected officials um they're not they're not speaking the truth, and um we need your help raising our voices and and people deserve to know the truth, whether they're gonna use the drug or not, they deserve to be well informed so that's my message. thank you
0: absolutely absolutely thank thank you for that message and for being vulnerable there, uh, it, you you gave me gave me chills, and I'm I'm sure our listeners are are feeling that that passion and that drive through their their speakers or headphones as well. And y'all listening, absolutely everything Aubrey just said. And together is better. We got to come together to make a difference to create a safe, healthy, drug-free communities for all of us wonderful way to to end the the episode thank you for that aubrey and thank you for doing what you're doing being vulnerable sharing your story with the world and being a, a true change leader you are making a difference in many lives so thank you and i can't wait to have you back on and our paths continue to cross as we do what we do
1: thank you dave you're awesome i appreciate the opportunity
0: That concludes this episode. Thanks for listening, y'all. And be sure to check the show notes for all of those great links and resources where you can get connected and really help be a part of this community and this change. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to hit subscribe. See y'all in the next one.